This week we're meeting a new set of Charlie's Angels. We're getting our knives out, we're going to experience some human nature and we're going to meet a nightingale. I'm Van Connor. And I'm Bex Perfect and this is Off Screen, your seven-day guide to everything movies. Boom. Groovy. Hello and welcome to Offscreen. Welcome to another week of movies. And do you know what? I think it's going to be a goodie this week, don't I, you? I think so as well. I'm very excited about this week. I'm excited. There is one movie that I think has received quite a lot of mixed reviews from critics, which mm. I think will be interesting for us to discuss. I think I'm being charitable if we're being honest. Oh, that'll be interesting. Okay. Uh, but actually, we've got a murder mystery happening, haven't we? We've got we loads have? of stuff. Fans of Cluedo, you'll want to stay tuned to this. Oh, God, yeah. Let's kick off with our first movie of the day. What is it, Van? So Human Nature, which is a new documentary from Adam Bolt. This is a documentary about CRISPR and genetic editing. Are you, are you familiar with sort of CRISPR technology? No. So CRISPR is this whole new field of science that basically means... Um, you know how DNA works? If you break it down, it's, it's basically, you know, like Gattaca. It's basically the Gattaca Oh, code. OK, yeah. In fact, Gattaca actually appears in this movie. Like, movie Gattaca... Very meta. ...gets shown <laughs> in this movie at one point. Because like, I was waiting like, the whole way through thinking, like, I wonder when they're going to drop a nod to the movie Gattaca yeah. in here. And they do. Ah. True to form, they absolutely do. No Ethan Hawke? No Ethan Hawke. Damn it. They do include Jane Smith, which makes me very happy. Okay. Um, and, and Xander Berkeley and, and Blair Underwood. Big fan Blair Underwood. Uh, LA law guy. Anyway, okay. um, <laughs> we're 90s kids. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is about the, the idea that this technology can basically take all that code of your DNA, the Gattaca, the G, the A, the T, the C, and basically it can work like a search function for your genetic code, and they can actually rewrite specific portions, whereby obviously we've never had that ability before. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I Sounds mean, very complicated. It, it is, but they've come up with quite a nice way of, of laying it out for you and explaining it and yeah. taking you through the process. I remember him saying, remember this word, CRISPR. We've never had the ability to change the fundamental chemical nature of who we are, and now we do. And what do we do with that? Biggest doctor told me, just hold on, there's something coming. You can actually use CRISPR to change DNA. You can actually do it. We could engineer a single gene that could potentially make us all more muscular. But should we make that universally available? So it's not for everyone. It's, okay. It's quite dry and sciencey, but I'm a science nerd anyway. Is this something that's going to go on at, like, the Curzon or somewhere like that? Oh, absolutely. It's not, yeah, this isn't a big why. You're not going to find this in your local view cinema, are you? I, I, I don't think so, unless there's violence and they ban it. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> it's a low blow, low blow, Ooh. I'm sorry. Uh, but no, it, it, it was interesting. I, I, I found myself, I mean, I'm, say I'm, I'm interested in this stuff anyway. Yeah. And I, I can't remember how it is that I came to know about CRISPR in the first place. It was, it might have been another documentary a couple yeah. of years ago, but it, it's a subject that comes up a lot, especially in recent years with how to treat certain diseases and things like that. There's still a lot of debate about eugenics and yeah. things like that. And that is where this gets really interesting. Okay. Because they start talking about eugenics. Do you know what? I think I'm going to get brain freeze in this. Mm. I, I just don't know if... Uh, sometimes I don't, I'm trying to think of a decent kind of comparison of a movie where there's a lot of clever stuff going on. But actually, does it make you work a little bit too hard this rather than enjoying? No, no, it's not one of those. No, but as far as the the ethical side of this goes, the ethical side does come up through the eugenics argument. It's because we, as a society, so closely associate eugenics and yep. the idea of like you know, uh, yeah, perfectly manufactured people. We, we associate that with the Nazis because that was yeah, their yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And as as numerous scientists point out in this, that is the most idiotic thing you could do. Yeah. 
it, it just doesn't work that way. It's, it, you're associating one bad apple with an entire field of science. Okay. And, you know, other, other questions, like if we had the, like as you, as you might have heard in the clip, if you had the ability to, you know, create a gene that just made everyone muscular and buff, would you? And would you make that available to everyone? Is it, does it also include, like, if you could eradicate illness? Well, that's obviously, that's the primary focus of yeah. CRISPR. That's where it comes from first. And the film goes in through that angle. That's kind of yeah. our, our first foray into the subject is through the treatment of genetic disease. Yeah, and I'm sure the, I don't know if the storyline goes down this, but then, you know, there's going to be people out there who will profit from people's illnesses and things like that. So exactly, do they, yeah. you know, there's mm. that huge argument I suppose as to whether or not that's the right thing to do. And funding and capitalism also a big part of this. The idea of CRISPR if made you know affordable or even free could be a whole that could be a whole you know world changing thing. Yeah. But Let's talk about uh, what I think we'll, we'll agree is one of the best films uh, out for a while. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. This is... Oh, just before we do that, thumbs up, thumbs down for Human Nature. Oh, Human Nature. Uh, a thumb and a half from me, but I'm a science geek. So okay. For non-science geeks, probably non-science just a thumb. Geek, a thumb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just a thumb. Not a painful thumb, just a thumb. <laughs> Not a sore thumb. No. Not a sore thumb, no. Uh, okay, so yeah, if you are, I think, this next film, if you're a fan of Poirot, Miss Marple, Murder, She Wrote, mm. po- uh, have a penchant for the game of Cluedo, this will be right up your street, am I right? Oh, yes. Yes. I suspect foul play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I know the accent's amazing. So this is <laughs> Knives Out, and it will keep you guessing from start to finish. Hell so yeah. the story follows um, the demise of a famous and wealthy novelist. Uh, he's found dead at his mansion the night of his 85th birthday, and a couple of local detectives and a suave private investigator. Can, can, we, can we say his name because it's the best name ever? Go on, you his say. His name is Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He he uh, tries to piece together who could possibly be behind this, this demise. And everyone's a suspect because his entire family is in town that fateful night. Thank you all for getting together like this. It isn't legally necessary, but I thought because you're all in town and some of you are leaving soon. Excuse me. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to gently request that you all stay in town until the investigation is completed. Well, he's gently requesting, but I'm going to have to make that in order. No one move until we figure this all out. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. Mr. Stevens, uh, you may continue. Twists, turns... Clever writing, yeah. excellent acting. It's got it all, hasn't it? It's got it all, but I actually, I, I think they've held back. There's been, there's been surprisingly little talk about how outright funny this film is. Yes, it's very funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was absolutely terrific. I thought, I've, I've never seen Daniel Craig be this funny, actually. I was a bit nervous about Daniel Craig at the beginning, but actually really yeah. warmed to him because he, his entrance as Benoit Blanc is um, <laughs> is a bit like you've, you, you're like, okay, I'm watching Bond, right? And he's just sat there and he's he's flipping a coin and he's tinkling, he's, he's tinkling, tinkling the, the ivories, piano, yeah. yeah. And then suddenly he speaks and you're like, it's a very distinctive Southern drawl that he gives, and you're like, where is that right? I have eliminated no suspects. And uh, yeah, and as you carry on. It fits perfectly because it's so ridiculous. This is a throwback to that kind of heyday of these TV shows, these kind of films, the 1970s, 1980s. And it does it with such love and homage that Mm. I think it's a really positive thing. You gave it five stars. I did. Yes. Very rare to get five stars out of me. Uh, Not as rare as it is to get five stars out of me. And this didn't get five stars. This didn't get five stars from me. So, um, yeah, I probably give it once a year, I'll give it five stars. This... I enjoyed mm. um, doesn't doesn't hit the kind of heights of 
What did I give a five star to this year? Well, I gave a five star to Blade Runner 2049 last year. Last year, a year before. Year, that was two years ago. Yeah, there's got to be something, I think, for me that just kind of hits your emotions, your senses, mm. your everything has got to be all in tune. And it's, it's, it's probably this for me, very much on the laughter scale, was up there. Uh, so, I mean, going through the cast, because there's a hell of a cast oh on Oh, my this. goodness, and, yeah. And, right, I, I said this to Daryl Morris last night. If you, No matter who you ask, you could ask yeah. the most film-brained person in the world. So you genuinely ask me, and I'll forget people. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Christopher Plummer, Michael Shannon, Anna Diarmas, uh, Catherine Langford, uh, I said Chris Evans, Chris Evans as well, Lakeith Stanfield, Daniel Craig, obviously. Uh, Frank Oz. Did you know it was Frank Oz in there? As who? He's the guy reading out the will. That's Yoda. Whoa. Yeah. You've missed Yoda, one. Man. You've missed one. Who have I missed? Jamie Lee Curtis. Tony Collette I missed as well. Oh, yeah, I'll start Tony with Jamie Collette. Lee Curtis, but I missed Tony Collette. Oh, oh, okay, there we so go. I miss one of the two every and time. And I, I actually really love Tony Collette's, like, Valley Girl. Yeah. Oh. oh, she's so good. <laughs> I was a very big fan, actually, though, of Chris Evans. I thought this was a real departure for him. Yes. And apparently was cast on the back of a stage play that he'd been in that Ryan Johnson had seen. Yeah. We need to talk about Ryan Johnson as well, yes. who took so much flack on his last film. Yeah. Obviously, that was The Last Jedi. Um, because, you know, fanboys and trolls are Do you know what? But... I loved The Last Jedi. Well, I, did. I I have no idea what the hate is for that. And he is yeah. such an accomplished director. It's, um, it, it, it is brilliant to kind of see him do this and do something completely different. And you know he loves the genre. Oh, clearly. There's, yeah. there's a lot of love and reverence on there. And um, there are things, like, I think they say at one point, it actually looks like the house from Cluedo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gothic. It's huge. Yeah. It's over the top. It's grotesque. The characters are bizarre. And it all works fantastically. So if you're this weekend, it looks like to be a wet and windy one. I would say go and spend it cozying up at the cinema watching this particular movie because it is... It, with knives out, it is brilliant. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, how I'll, many give it, I'll give it two, two thumbs up. Two, two riveting thumbs yeah, up from yeah, me definitely, as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, from something fun and frivolous and flighty to something a lot darker and grimmer next. Uh, we're going to talk about The Nightingale, which is in cinemas this week as well. Is now, this a Japanese horror or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, funnily, funnily you say horror, yeah. because it, it's directed, it's written and directed by Jennifer Kent, who a few years ago made The Babadook. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Right, it's The Babadook. It, exactly, who didn't? Yeah. The Babadook was great. It's Babadook. Babadook? Yeah, it's Babadook. Babadook. two O's oh. in there, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Everyone always says it to me as Babadook. Well, I've always had it said to like, me as Babadook. Like, as in quack, duck. Yeah, <laughs> weird. <laughs> anyway, let's talk more about this film anyway, than that one. From, from the duck to the, to the nightingale. Uh, so this is uh, more less. This is still a horror movie, but less of a conventional horror movie. This is more of a psychological horror movie, sort of pitched as a, rev- a, a sort of icy revenge period piece drama thriller with a survivalist element. Wow. Okay. It stars uh, F- uh, Ashling Franciosi. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce her name. As a young Irish uh, Irish convict in a British penal colony in 19th century Tasmania that is overseen by Sam Claflin. Who, oh. is, who is in two movies we are reviewing we, yes, back to is. back this Yeah, and week. I'm sure very different in both movies. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> There's a lot of spit and scenery chewing. Anyway. <laughs> so he does like one at least. Uh, he, basically, he and his corrupt men uh, kill her husband and newborn baby and then gang rape her and then leave to go off to on, on, on one of their military uh, expeditions. Uh, she obviously decides, I'm going to go after him. I want me some revenge. But along the way, she has to just take a guide, uh, 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 Billy, along the way, along the way for her, uh, who's one of the locals. This is like Tasmania, so this is during Britain's uh, very harsh period of colonialism. And it gets a little trippy. 
A nice, easy rom-com, then. Yeah, just like Mandy was. Remember Mandy, yeah. It's like that without the chainsaw okay. fights. Um, this is brutal. This is yeah. grim. Yeah, it doesn't really it's, sound like one up my ooh, street. It's, do, you, do you remember The Revenant? Yes. Right. Do you remember how by the how end of the... How little people spoke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Remember, like, at the end of The Revenant, you really just want to put your coat on and, like, your scarf and bundle yeah. up really... Because you felt chilly and cold. Yes. Say, I, I, this is the worst I have felt that since the Revenant. Oh wow! And the worst I have felt it before the Revenant was ravenous. Okay. So. So you're getting. Yeah. So it's a good. There's, there's that immersion. There is that immersive quality. Uh, the star, as always, Jennifer Kent. She she just crafts atmosphere like nobody else. Yeah. Uh, I think Sam Clayford is really good in this. He does when he picks the right movies. We mm. are going to talk about him in the next movie that we're going to yeah. come on to as well. When he picks the right movies and he does it well. He's a very, very good actor. Mm, indeed. Yeah. Um, he can really throw his hand to a lot a lot of different things. But, um, yeah, I, I'm good. It's good to see that he's in this. I think it, uh, he's still waiting for his star turn, I think, oh, is the no, problem. Definitely. Do you know who else is in this, Go though? On, uh, this is this is he's in two for two in two weeks. Okay. Uh, Damon Harriman, okay. who was in Julian Punch last week. You remember the guy yes. I said was Charlie Manson? Yes. Once upon a time? He's in this. Same kind of uh, of just salivating, nasty performance. Yeah. And I'm, I'm intrigued by this guy. I'm really, really intrigued to see what he comes out with next. Like, this guy's got a huge star turn in him somewhere. Amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm As a good character actor, would you say? I think so. In, in fact, because we've been talking about the guy earlier, there's something of the Robert Carlyle about him. Oh. So I, I could absolutely see that. I think he's waiting for that character role that will okay. come along sooner or later oh that would be interesting mm. yeah nice. but as I say the, uh, the nice thing it's not for everyone it is about half an hour too long because it's about two and a quarter hours oh it's long I will say as well this had two and a quarter out. or two and three quarters two and a quarter okay um, it, it did get walkouts when it was shown at certain film festivals uh, by the squeamish over people who took serious objection to some of the graphical sexual content of it bear in mind this features two rape scenes before you get to the end of the first reel. Okay. So, it, it, say, this, it's, it's not going to be hearted. easy watching, it's no. It's not no, easy No, but watch. as long as it's not done in a gratuitous way and it's there to it, support the story, mm. you know, it, it's justified. Exactly. Jennifer Kent herself has turned around and justified and said, I'm sorry, this is not a film to be comfortable in. The, the reason those scenes are there is they aren't gratuitous. They are to show you how brutal and horrifying this, this thing. And it is apparently based on real attitudes at the time and things that locals have to ask. This really represents what happened. Mm. This represents how they behaved. Uh, so, absolutely. in terms of grim thumbs up, what <laughs> would you give it? I'll give it two thumbs up. Yeah, uh, okay. Actually, uh, thumb and a half for the thumb length, and a half. Thumb, and a, okay. thumb and a half for the length. Okay, yeah. and no walkouts. No walkouts No walkouts. Me. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, well, maybe there will be some, some walkouts, if Van's got anything to do with it, with the next film, which is Charlie's Angels. Um, wow. You, well, I don't know. I, I, you, you gave me the vibe that you didn't enjoy this. I loved it. I, I'm an angel fan. Oh, eh? okay, fine. All I'm right. all about Lucy Liu, my girl Drew and Cameron D. Unfortunately, we're 20 years too I late. I know, I know. We're 20 um, years too late. Although, we're not technically. We'll get to it. Go on. Okay, well, it, this is an interesting one. It's had a load of mixed reviews, okay? Mm, so, Charlie's yeah. Angels, 
I feel like I'm announcing this at the cinema. Written, directed, and starring Elizabeth Banks in an Elizabeth Banks film. Well, that's it, because she's a producer as well. When, oh when, my it, when it uh, bombed in the US its opening weekend last week, she turned out and said, Do you know what? If you're going to have a bomb, at least have your name on it four times over. Yeah. Got, fair play. Fair, fair Liz. Fair. fair. Um, to give you guys a rundown of this, uh, the story follows a brilliant scientist who invents something called Callisto, which is a sustainable energy source that will revolutionise the way people use power. And there's a slight flaw in it. It's an art reactor. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. like it. Um, there's a slight flaw in it because it's not refined enough to not cause harm if used incorrectly. So mm. Callisto essentially falls into the wrong hands. The angels are sent in to try and retrieve it before it's used as a weapon of mass destruction. I'm kind of getting this, you know, you guys are like lady spies and I just need you to explain who this guy is and why was he shooting at you? Oh, you. He was shooting at you. At me? The shooter's a ghost. Your file says that you are a systems engineer on the Callisto project. Uh, you know about Callisto? We know about a lot of things. That you graduated top of your class at MIT, that you take Krav Maga on Sundays, you ride your bike to work, you think yellow is one of your colors, when in fact it's no one's. That you could be dating a lot more if you played up those cheekbones in your online profile pictures. What we don't know is why someone wants you dead. I enjoyed this. I, as did I. You know what I really enjoyed about it? Oh, well, I can guess. <laughs> it, well, not just Ella Belinska. I'm not going to lie. I, I, yeah. I fell madly in love with Ella Belinska during this She's not this done movie, anything before, has she? She. This is like a... A few British things, A I few think. British like, things. Like, sort of, you know, lower-tier British yeah. things. Like, lower-tier on the international stage. She's, like, she's like a glamazonian in this. Uh, she's you, beautiful. When they, when they cast the X-Men, when Marvel finally do the X-Men, yeah. she's Storm. She yeah, is my fantasy Storm. pick for Storm. Yeah. Uh, just because, just keep the accent as well. Like, I don't care. Make Storm British. It works. <laughs> anyway, um, my whole thing, the thing I really loved about this is they did the very clever thing they should have done with Ghostbusters. Go on. Which is take everything that came before and just put it into canon. It is a shared universe. This is simply the next iteration. Yes. So the 70s Angels happened. Cameron D's happened. Yes. The 2011 ones are still forgotten about by just about everyone. Yeah. But. All the angels are basically they're acknowledged. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're acknowledged. Yeah, and this is the thing, and they did that in a really fun way with Patrick mm. Stewart, and they were just doing it as kind of a send off for his retirement in this movie, and mm. it was like a, a throwback, which got a lot of laughs in it our did, screening, yeah. and it was really nice. Which is why I, I did hear a few laughs in our screening throughout this. Yeah, not yeah. laughing at, but laughing with, True. and yet we come out and there's loads of reviews that snooty reviews that are damning this so my my advice if you are going to think whether or not to go and watch this film is mm. is it it's it is all about girl power it was fun it was glossy it wasn't too overly girl power but it was about girl power and it was continually pushing the message that girls really can do anything if they put their minds to it all very positive can i uh, can i counterpoint that a little bit go on. i think they overtip the hand with that one because all but two male characters in this film are just played as foaming at the mouth caricatures it, I, I mean, literally the first line in the movie. It, there's some, there's some really ropey stuff, specifically with oh, the men. Don't go all hashtag you two now. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like when they have Nat Faxon in a scene and yeah, he's having yeah, a meeting yeah. with Naomi, Naomi Scott, and you're like, literally every word out of this character's mouth is like a parody of what you think a sexist chauvinist pig sounds like. And how many years have we watched movies? Fair, where, fair. Yep. Absolutely fair. Yeah. Just, just saying. Okay. You know, that's for, fine. In the interest of balance. Yeah. But, fine. Look, this movie isn't going to win any Oscars anytime soon, right? <laughs> Let's put it that way. So let, let's, let's manage your expectations no a little song? bit. No, no, best song on that. Um, but very quickly, just to run this through with you, it, it's got it's got empowerment, it's got brains, it's got brawn, it's got attitude. Yes, it's formulaic, it's a bit generic in parts, but when you're watching a movie like Charlie's Angels, it's supposed to 
be a bit silly. Yeah, you know, I have so fun. T- take it with a pinch of salt. Go and enjoy yourself. This is one of those movies that you'll go, you'll watch once, you'll enjoy it for what it is. You mm. won't watch it again, but that's absolutely fine. Kristen Stewart, Ella Belinska, Naomi Scott, Elizabeth Banks, Patrick Stewart, Sam Claflin, all fine Jaiman in this. Hunsu. Yeah. Love me some Jaiman Hunsu. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they're all, you know, they're all fantastic in this. To to and they play to the, they play to the jokes. There's a brilliant Ruth Bader Ginsburg line. There is, yes. Uh, towards the credit sequence. There's a great Batman line. Actually, There's a great Batman line in this. You know, they know that they're taking the mick out of this. And they know to be the honest, audience. They know the audience. Yeah. The critics that reviewed this <laughs> are not sure if they know that the audience that's going to go and watch this. So don't, yeah. you know, don't judge it too much. I'm going to give it a good one and a half stars. I quite enjoyed it. One and a half stars, me thumbs, but yeah. yeah. Uh, a- I, I, I'd go with the same, to be honest. I will yeah. say, though, as well, I have never enjoyed Kristen Stewart this much in any film ever. I've never seen her play uh, as sexual a character in this as she does in the first opening pre-credit sequence. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Off Screen. And if it is wet and windy outdoors and yet you're not planning on going to the cinema this weekend, then don't worry, we've got you covered for the whole week, in fact, yeah. here in on the small screen. And we're going to kick off on Saturday with... A monkey of a film. A monkey of a film. Oh, I love it. Uh, first of all, I love this movie. Sorry, it's a hell of a week yeah. for movies on two. We've got some bangers on here. And two Michael Douglas movies. Oh. oh, not one, but two. That's how you know you're being spoiled. So, oh, yes. uh, he's not in the first one, though. So on Saturday, five stars, 6.25. One of my favourite movies ever. It is Wolfgang Peterson's 1995 medical thriller, Outbreak. Starring, it's a monkey. It is. Starring <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, Renee Russo, uh, Donald Sutherland and it is of course the now iconic movie yep. of you know the monkey that spreads the virus that gets into the small town in the US and, and doesn't It's a monkey of a movie. A monkey of a movie. <laughs> Why in God's name would you keep me out of there? It's a civilian matter Sam. That's bull****. CDC is on it. Let them do their job. Oh. Besides we don't have a charter. Oh f- the charter Billy. It's not about a charter. People are dying. It's about you being a doctor. It's about that sacred oath that we took remember? Billy, we've been friends for 20 years. I yes, we're friends, Sam, but I'm also your boss. I run this outfit. It's not run by committee. You do what the hell I say do. I'm your boss. I have my boss. Is that clear to you? Yeah, get your boss on the phone. Call up McClintock. Tell him to put me on a plane before the two of you kill a lot of people. Hoffman and Freeman on fine form there. On fire. On fire. It's like oh, there was an outbreak or something. I, I love this movie. <laughs> this movie, interestingly enough, had a rival movie being made at the same time called The Hot Zone, and that was going to be directed by Ridley Scott. That has only now just been turned into a into an actual uh, cable series oh, wow. for National Geographic. Stars Juliana Mug- uh, Margulies, I think, from Margulies, The Good Wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, she's in there. Uh, I saw it recently. Not bad, but it ain't no outbreak. No. Outbreak is brilliant, and it also features one of my favourite FUs in History. Go on. But it, it's Dustin Hoffman in a helicopter. I can't repeat the line. Damn it. But, uh, <laughs> it, literally, it literally is an FU. Um, <laughs> but, okay. So that, that's your medical thriller for the week. So I think we, we'll shift it up for, the, for, 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 the, for Sunday. And then we've got kind of a, a... Is it a musical comedy, this it, next one? Musically styled. Yeah. But it's more of a swinging 60s... Seen, yeah, I don't think I've seen this, but I do know it stars Ewan McGregor in it. It does. And Nicole Kidman? No. Uh, no, no, that's no, the other that's, musical. That's <laughs> the other one. Wait, no, Renee Zellweger? Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Zellweger. The there we go. I knew it was one of them. Uh, Down With Love. Um, I'm quite 
quite annoyed that I haven't seen this and I'm glad that it's out on Paramount at 9 o'clock on Sunday because I can watch it. Um, I heard really good things about this when it came out. Well, when it came out, it got very bad reviews, but people who actually saw it, audience yeah, members, liked it. it. Yeah. Uh, Hugh McGregor's accent is terrible in it, but the film itself is actually really fun and it is as a sort of an almost parody or satire of something like Mad Men now. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that sort of battle of the sexes in sort of Mad Men's version of the 60s, played with a sort of musical tinge uh, and directed by Peyton Reed, who gave us Ant-Man. Wow. Okay. Uh, I like to... I I remember... I can very vividly see the poster of this in my mind, and I I do remember it. It looks very... It's a bit like... um, not Sabrina. Um, oh, what's the one that there, there was like all these like 1960s kind of uh, styled, styled yeah, 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 films like that. Stuff. Oh, I don't know. I'll give you a taste. My book instructs women that love is a distraction. That book is ruining my life. All our wives are giving us trouble. You have to solve this, catch squasher. All women want love and marriage. I'm going to write the expose of the century, and I am going to make Novak fall in love. Wow. So it's, got, uh, it's got the energy. Got yeah, the energy. there we go. That's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. David Hyde Pierce from Frasier is terrific in this. You know, Niles from Frasier. Yeah, Niles. He's brilliant in this. Sarah Paulson as well, before we all knew all Sarah, Paulson Sarah Paulson. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Okay, well, moving swiftly on. Oh, yeah. Monday is a treat. Yeah. Now, this if you start your week on a Monday, started <laughs> with Arnie. Um, the last action hero is on Five Spike at nine o'clock. This week. Okay, so I literally, I, I can now see myself aged god god knows what going mm. into the video store to get this out yep. yeah I, I i am i now look back on this and just think i was the kid in that movie yeah like, i was the kid in the in the sort of baseball jacket yeah. sat watching the arnie movie munching his popcorn because like, this is like georgia he just kind of goes through all these like action mm. sequence uh, sort of toys and yeah, it's, a toys. Of, yeah, it's a parody of it's a parody of every it's a small well, it's a satire of pretty much every action staple of the early 90s up to and including what happens if you have a kid who knows where the bad guys live because he's seen the movie yeah. And he simply tells the copper. The bad guys are in there. <laughs> you know something? I think you should be wearing this. I don't think I've earned it yet. You don't understand. You just solved the entire case. You just revolutionized the entire history of police training. I mean, all these years at the academy, studying human character, psyche of the terrorist, fingerprint analysis, all the courses that I've taken in surveillance, hostage negotiation, in criminal psychology... I mean, all I had to do is just drive around the neighborhood and point my finger at the house and say, the bad guys ain't there. You think you're funny, don't you? I know I am. I'm the famous comedian, Arnold Braunschweiger. Schwarzenegger. Gesundheit. Arnold Braunschweiger, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. He has such fun parodying himself in this. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. Isn't that a mark of a good of a good sport? Well, this, <laughs> this movie did nearly kill Sony. Ah. Uh, it's worth noting. But it's gotten... It's one of those that's been appreciated more as time's movie. gone by. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. It's a great, great one to watch. If you haven't seen it before, definitely would yeah. recommend it. Uh, Tuesday, moving on. Oh, ready for a weepy. Oh, Oh. We mentioned Ant-Man, like Peyton Reed directed yeah. Ant-Man. Ant-Man reads this book in right. Ant-Man and the Wasp and cries in the bath. All the links, the, <laughs> the Easter eggs, it's all there. The Fault in Our Stars oh. is on film for 6.25. I really enjoyed this. Um, I remember watching this. I think I watched this on a plane. Okay. Oh. And, Big yeah. mistake. Yeah. Too, public. Too, too public. public. Too well lit. Yeah, too well lit. <laughs> oh, didn't even watch over a night flight. Um, and this, yeah, just... Mm. It's, so, is it Shailene Woodley that's in Shailene this? Woodley and Ansel Elgort. Yes, and yeah. they both suffer from... They both have cancer, don't they? From cancer, yeah. but she has one which 
causes breathing uh, problems mm. and I'm not sure what cancer he has but they go to like a cancer support group together yeah. and they kind of fall in love and it's their story and it's um, yeah it's quite heart-wrenching I like you and I like hanging out with you and everything but I I can't let this go on any further uh, why not because I don't want to hurt you I, I, I wouldn't mind no, you don't understand. I do understand. No, you no, don't No, I know what understand. you're trying to say. And I, I, Hazel, I'm saying I wouldn't mind. It'd be a privilege to have my heart broken by you. Gus, broken I'm a grenade. You. One day I'm going to explode. And I'm going to obliterate everything in my wake. And I don't know. I just, I feel like it's my responsibility to minimize the casualties. I really feel for my boy Ansel in this one, man. Oh, he just wants the chance. Oh, I could weep for that guy in this movie. Yeah, it's really a cool. good one, and this is the one that got got all the got all the ladies like of of a certain age kind of, who loved the book, watched the film, fell in love with Ansel Elgort. Uh, my, my girlfriend at the time was a very big fan of of the book. There we go, and and the movie actually as well. Uh, I knew nothing of the the book, saw the movie. Bald my eyes out. I'm not sure to be. Where's that? It's your Marley it, uh, and me moment. It was. It was. So that's uh, was a, a 6:25 on Film Four on Tuesday. Yes, indeed. Now whizzing on through Wednesday, we've got Wall Street, Paramount, 10 o'clock, The Ultimate, Money, Money, Money. I love this film. Yeah. Money never sleeps, pal. Just made 800,000 Hong Kong gold. It's been wired to you. Play with you. You done good, but you gotta keep doing good. I showed you how the game works. Now school's out. Mr. Gecko, I'm there for you 110%. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I want to be surprised. Astonish me, pal. New info. I don't care where or how you get it. Just get it. Michael Douglas, Charlie Sheen. What's not to look? Remember when Charlie Sheen was a really great actor? Oh, yes. <laughs> Seems an age ago. Gone now. are those days. Well, this one, you will have seen it. Please say you will have seen it. Yeah. And to be honest, if you haven't, don't worry about it. You've got it. It's 10 o'clock, Paramount. Make sure you catch it. Oh, absolutely. So, what we got for Thursday? Uh, well, I've got a nice action comedy with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson. For I really you. enjoyed this. It's I the hit, the Hitman's Bodyguard, film for nine o'clock. Really enjoyed it because Ryan Reynolds is now known for being Ryan, Ryan Reynolds in mm. movies, and it worked. It did, Every because you have time. Sam Jackson being quintessentially Sam, Sam Jackson. Jackson yeah. Salma Hayek turned up to be quintessentially Salma Hayek. For a small section yeah. of it, yeah. I, I, I think this is, a good, this is a good movie. It's one that probably fell by the wayside when it came out in the cinema. Yeah. Give it a watch. It's worth it. It might just surprise you. And this next year, we get a sequel, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, to look forward to. Nice. I can't wait. Nice. But of course, we need a belter to finish the week on. And we've already had one great M- Michael Douglas movie. Oh. So why not have the original great great Michael Douglas yeah, movie. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it was going to be Falling Down this oh, week. Yeah. I, love, I love that one too. Yes, I do. I also like A Perfect Murder, strangely oh, enough. Yeah. Yeah. War of the Roses. Oh, well, I mean, in my family at the moment, that movie's getting watched a lot. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fatal Attraction then. Adrian Lin's, is he 87? Yeah, I think it's around 87. that time, yeah. Michael Douglas, uh, Glenn Close, the original Bunny, Bunny Boiler. Boiler. Ah. I'm pregnant. I'm going to have our child. Alex! That's your choice, honey. That has nothing to do with me. I just want to be a part of your life. Oh, this is the way you do it, huh? Showing up at my apartment! What am I supposed to do? You won't answer my calls. You change your number. I mean, I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. She won't be ignored, Dan. No. Oh. Good Lord. Remember that, line, not uh, be remember that line in Sleepless in Seattle when Tom Hanks tells his kid, you ever see Fatal Attraction? I did. Scare the crap out of every man in America. <laughs> <laughs> 
great movie. That's on Channel 5 on Friday night, 11.05. Perfect. If you've been to the pub, chill out at the end of the night. <laughs> that one? Just go to sleep with some nice little nightmares. Go to sleep with some... You'll never own a rabbit after this. Yep. <laughs> And we're back for some home end release. Well, home platform releases. Should we just say home platforms from now on? All right. Yeah, home platforms. Anything you can watch it on, it's available. <laughs> is the way you look at I know, it. Because I can see, I can see you die a little inside every time I say DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Just edging, ebbing away at me. It's, it's awful. Right. Um, right. This week we got a film we both loved. Oh, this is one of my favourite films of the year. This is a film that just rocked me, just hardcore. <laughs> I just loved this. I saw this on my birthday this year with an endless buffet of Pizza Express and loads of booze. It was the perfect way to see Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, that sounds about right. In fact, I think at the screaning that we watched it at, they were giving you loads of pizza. They were. They kept giving us full Pizza Express pizzas. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, This, for me, is is a great one because Mm. you've got um, Jason... What's his name? Statham. Statham. The The Statham. Sorry. The Statham. Can't believe I forgot that. You've got the Statham. You've got got the Rock. You've got the Elba. You've got the Elba. You've got the Rock's mum in it. (laughs) (laughs) Helen Mirren. Yeah. Yeah. We've got loads in this. Um, And it all comes to it's one of those films which I remember thinking oh and also Vanessa Kirby's in this and she's very good at I was, I was going to touch on her but uh, touch on her <laughs> I, I, a man can dream um, <laughs> but I'm not saying I have a type anyway um, this is this is to well, if Fast and Furious was Point Break to yep. begin with yes. this is Tango and Cash yeah. so this is the spin-off that just takes those two characters one of whom seems to have an antagonistic relationship with more or less the entire rest of the main cast 100% and he's just put them in their own adventure and it's such a wonderful idea that in order to find someone that would require the combined talents of Jason Statham and The Rock you had to make Idris Elba a cyborg superman oh yes yeah I tell you what I mean I, I, I love me some I love me some white knuckle car action exposition you wanna tell me just what in the fresh turkey hell we're dealing with here long story it's a ghost it's supposed to be dead hey, years ago I put a bullet through his brain Great. So we're being chased by the Terminator. I don't think he's going to make it. Well, I don't think he can see over the steering wheel. Buckle up, fat boy. I'm going to save your life again. Well, there we go. You've got action. You've got adventure. You've also got a moment which you think the film's going to end. And then it goes to Tonga. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You do. You're like, are we done? Oh, we're going to oh, Samoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which I didn't know is how you pronounce that, apparently. Yeah. I've always called it Samoa. 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 Tonga, Samoa. There are some cameos in this, aren't yeah, there? Yeah, there Ooh. are. Yeah, there are. Oh. And I, I, you know, I, I loved every moment of that for its silliness so watch it it's on every platform available and it's well worth can your time can I just point out because you mentioned monkeys earlier right? Yeah. If that, in our clip if you listen to the song in the background that is Idris Elba's theme song to this movie I've listened to this soundtrack a billion times brilliant it is called When I Die uh, Even If I Die and it includes the brilliant lyrics I've got a good side I've got a bad side I've got a monkey on my back and I call it Brian <laughs> the rest of the lyrics are relevant to the plot, but that specifically is not. Amazing. I think it's incredible. Amazing. Okay, moving on. We've got The Intruder. Oh, this one. I, don't, I, I haven't seen it. You tell me. Right. Once a year, Sony puts out a movie, right? Okay. And it is aimed specifically at African-American audiences, and it's basically a sort of trashy 90-minute R-rated thriller. Yeah. This is the one for this year. 
Okay, usually they star Taraji P. Henson or Idris Elba. This year, it's Michael Ely. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Michael Ely, I think Megan Good. Okay. Um, whom I adore. And uh, ever since, uh, I think like a man. But uh, the, the, the premise of this one is uh, Michael Ely and, or Ellie, or Ely, uh, Zara told me it's pronounced the wrong way, apparently, other than what I do. Um, they are a young, successful, sexy, you know, professional couple who get this wonderful house in the country that they buy from a recently widowed man played by Dennis Quaid. But get Guess what? He's a psycho and he ain't leaving without a fight. Hey! Hey! This guy. Randall! Stop drilling holes in my house! Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! Keep working. What the hell are you doing? Keep working. What are you doing here? When I was down the road, I was fishing, and I saw the security van go by. You been having a problem? Look, I got a prowler in the woods. It's high school kids. They sneak out into these woods and they party after dark. This is not necessary. What is necessary? is that I protect my wife. Hey, Randall, you be careful with these vines. It took 50 years for these things to grow on the house. Okay, Mr. Beckman. It's not your house. Psycho, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't there a Michael Douglas film that's like this? There's a Michael Douglas one. There's a Sam Jackson one. There's oh. a, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a Ray Liotta one. Yeah. There's one of these for every, Everyone's done this one. Okay. It's great. It's great to do it, but, I mean... How's this stack up? It's it's a boy to put this way. I could show this to my mum and she'd love it. I'd sit there and go, it's a bit middle of the road, isn't it? Ah, uh, fair <laughs> it's enough. like, you'd watch this on telly, you know, 90-minute game. It's perfect for, like, Sky Cinema. Yeah. Absolutely perfect for that. If you see it on Amazon Prime or something like that, you're absolutely going to watch it. Um, as I said, this is hitting home platforms this week. Whether or not, I think it is premium VOD. Okay. So you won't be able to just put it on Netflix as yet, I don't think. Probably but, not. So. Probably for the best, to be honest. But, you know, it's a disposable watch. You will yeah. watch it and you'll think, that was fine. That's fine. Yeah. uh, yeah. Oh, good. Okay, well, moving on to streaming. uh, We've got, uh, well, there's loads (laughs) of stuff out this week as well. And we're going into the Christmas movie realm. But before we do that, we're going to kick off with A Private War. Well, this is it, because we've got two uh, really buzzy awards contenders from this past year are landing on Netflix this week. So they they say Private War is one. Yeah. We'll get to the other one. But Private War, I was amazed this didn't get nominated for anything. This is Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike as, as Marie Colvin, yeah. who was the, uh, the British this. war journalist. You, you'll famously remember for, for being yeah. so iconic with the eye patch. Yeah. And, uh, and she was sadly killed in a you know in an explosion. Was, yeah. yeah. But there was also a documentary um, about her about a year before this, yeah. which was um, which was uh, uh, based on a book by Paul Conroy, her uh, her frequent uh, collaborator and photographer. Yeah. This is the fictionalized retelling in which Rosamund Pike really goes for it. David Blondie. Who? David Blundy. What about him? Left for the Telegraph before you joined. I took his job. What is your point? And he was killed two years later in San Salvador. Jal Silva lost both legs at the knee in Kandahar while working for the New York Times. I was with him in Afghanistan. Safa Abu Said. Who did he work for? She was a 12-year-old Palestinian girl killed by a stray bullet that pierced her heart. She was wearing pearl earrings. She probably thought she looked pretty that day. I see it. So you don't have to. She really does. And actually, it's a powerhouse performance. I think... Mm. Uh, was this out this year on, in the cinema? This was one of this year. This and our next one were this year's uh, awards contenders. They were very, very yeah. early this year. Yeah, yeah. But I was astonished that this didn't even get any kind of best actress recognition no, for her. No, she was tremendous. She is tremendous in this, and it's a hard role to play, and it takes a lot of guts to play this kind of mm. role. So it's well worth a watch. Um, if you're interested in the works of Mary Colvin anyway and her, you know, the write-ups that she did and you followed it, yeah. and to find more at, out about her fictionalised life... Um, 
uh, in this movie, then A Private War is for you. Uh, moving on, we've got Mid-90s. I haven't seen Mid-90s. Have you not? This was Jonah Hill's directorial debut. He'd also okay. written it. Um, a very likeable film, very funny, but I think it does have a certain... I noticed in our screening in particular, when we had the press show, that it seemed to go over a lot better with <laughs> male critics than it did female ones. Oh, I see. Specifically male critics of a very certain age. So okay. if you were of the age to have enjoyed the mid-90s as a teenager... Yeah. It's like, you know, you and I kind of... You well, I think we were young going, teens. We were young teens, tweens. but... Uh, yeah, but the character is, to be honest, he's like yeah. a, a 13... 13-ish year old boy and it's it's that first set of sort of teen friends you make the, the wayward rebellious friends okay. all about skateboarding culture in the 90s oh, in Southern California and how that intersects with you know your first kiss and the music yeah. at the time and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles bed sheets and things like that oh amazing maybe I'll catch that amazing. So that's very worth that's it. on Netflix yeah. from Sunday from Sunday the 1st as is yeah. uh, Private War yeah but you know what is coming to Netflix and this is hugely anticipated I'm told uh, because the first movie was something of a weird sleeper hit right okay so we're now getting a sequel you tell me okay we're getting a sequel <laughs> is A Christmas Prince The Royal Baby on oh. Netflix from Thursday the 5th of December and we're going to end the show now <laughs> <laughs> well that's it I mean I know nothing of the of Christmas Prince no me it, either it became a gag because Netflix put it on their Twitter feed that thanks to their server monitoring, they knew that one Netflix member had watched it something like 832 times. That's hilarious. Yeah, and they asked, who hurt you? Um, uh. <laughs> but it did become a weird sort of... It's one of those trashy Christmas films, like that Vanessa Hudgens one. Yeah, uh, oh, Christmas I love that Vanessa We saw, We talked about it the other week. Uh, like one of those, where it, it appeals to people who just want hey, to... Hey, yeah. tis the season. From this weekend, tis yeah. the season. Put the slank it on, get the quality street, make yourself a hot chocolate and whack on the Christmas Prince and Royal Baby. There know? we go. Um, but, yeah. That is it. That I is, mean, that is what a way to end the show oh, is absolutely. On, on, on that film. Should we uh, have a quick gander at what we've got next week? Because we've got some, some interesting we've stuff. Got, uh, um, we've got Edward Norton's new film, haven't we? Ah, yeah, Motherless Brooklyn. Yes, Starting I'm very much man. looking forward to that. Alec Honey Boy is out next week as well. Shia LaBeouf, I want Shia LaBeouf, yeah. yeah. Lucy in the Sky as well. Natalie Ports. There we go. So we've got a whole big selection. And actually, Van, if you're anything like me, we're watching all three of those on Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. That's, that's, that's the intention. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in the meanwhile, that's, that's a Goodbye from me then. I've been Van Connor. And I've been Bex Perfect, and you've been watching off screen. Stay with us. We'll be back next week.